0: Today's The Gemara raises a very interesting question regarding the case of the Nara Murasa. We're talking about a betrothed young woman who's made a vow, a vow of prohibition. And we learn this principle in the Mishnah, that since a betrothed young woman is still connected to her father's so house, she's not fully moved out into her married status, but now she's also betrothed. She's connected to, to these two situations. And therefore, as a requirement... To dissolve her vow requires both her husband and father to dissolve the neder from Torah law. The question our Gemara raises is, "Ibailahu baal megas gaius omiklish kalish What's what's going on when the husband goes ahead and he dissolves the vow? It's half of a dissolvement because we're waiting for the father to to do the same. And the question is, do we look at it as if he's he's been made for he's he's dissolved it? He's dissolved his half, so. Does the husband with his dissolvement, does he sever half the vow? Does he sever half the netter? And then the father with his hafara, with his dissolvement, cuts the other half? Or is it just that his hafara weakens the strictness of the prohibition of the netter? You can't can't have a half of a netter. You can't have a half-dissolved netter. How do we view it? That's the question the Gemara says. But what's clear from this presentation is that the Gemara assumes that the dissolvement of at least the Baal, of at least the husband, has some impact. And the whole question is, what is the level of that impact? Is it a quantitative impact? Is it a qualitative impact? Or is at the minimum the qualitative impact? The strength of the nether is knocked down a notch with one dissolvement of the husband, even without the dissolvement of the fathers. Interestingly, the Keren Ora points out that the Yerushalmi Nidarim in our Perek, Halacha Aleph, 10th Perek, Halacha Aleph, presents a very stricter view than, than the Bavli. And that with only half the dissolvement of the husband without the father, it doesn't impact the nether whatsoever. There is no qualitative change unless both the husband and the father do a dissolvement. The other way around, by the way, the Yashami does raise, maybe the father's dissolvement actually has more power than the husband's dissolvement, but not... If it's just the husbands, so this was a discussion. So we see that what was clear to us in the Bavli, our version of the Gemara that we're learning in the Daf is viewed differently when it's brought up in the Yerushalmi. If Zilberstein raises a question: Hashuke Chemed, if Reuven, a person named Reuven, is a Baltzda, he gives a lot of tzedakah, but he conditions his gifts on the stamp of approval of two rabbanim of a person who's asking for a gift of money so one time you have a guy shimon who needs a big sum of money he goes to ruven he only has one rav's approbation so he said ruven i need some money i need this large sum of money and the Ruven says, no problem to give you a small amount you want to get the full amount you're going to have to bring me a second recommendation from a rav he'll give i'll give you the higher amount if you bring me such so a few days go by what happens shimon has one rav's recommendation and he brings him a forgery Second signature, a second rav, but it's not a real, it's not a real recommendation. So Zilberstein said, of course, it's an act of stealing. It's a geneva. It's a violation of a Torah commandment. No one's going to argue that what he's done is he's tricked Reuven into giving him this gift pretending that he has two recommendations. Reuven wouldn't have given the sum of money if he had known the guy was lying about one of the recommendations. The question was, is it a full-fledged geneva? Is it a full-fledged theft? Or maybe it's watered down because he still had one legitimate recommendation from a rav. Very interesting nafkamina that Silverstein brings up is stealing to save a life. The Bikuach Nefesh case, which is going to be permitted in halacha, Just on its own, if a person needs to save someone's life and they need to steal a car to drive someone to the hospital, let's say, or whatever it is, any case. So that on its own, forget trickering and something like that, just stealing on its own. If you would have stolen the same amount of money from somebody, okay, you have to pay it back and so on. There's rules in in Dine Mamono, but... In terms of being able to save a life, would that be permitted? So Silverstein raises the possibility the answer is this machlokas between Argamar and the Bavli seems to consider a half dissolved. Vow as being weaker versus the Risham, which doesn't see it that way. In the case of Shimon, maybe, his theft was watered down because he had a legitimate recommendation from Juan Rav. Nice concept, but the bottom line is that stealing is stealing, and we don't play around. That's the conclusion of the Chashuk Echem. And the message, of course, when people justify doing something they shouldn't be doing because it somehow is a positive element, and Hashem is not going to be fooled. Who are we fooling? We're only fooling ourselves. With that kind of behavior, we can do better than that.